What's up, everybody? Welcome back. This is Cody Michael. I'm joined, as always, by Seth Ott. And Jared Buckendall. I am the waffler. The waffler. Criminals, golden crispy. <laughs> Bad guys of history. Woo. Holy <laughs> shit. We need some music for... Let's see. How about... There you go. The waffler. Oh, I don't have wow. a Watch music. out for my truth syrup. Ooh, goodness gracious. Oh, that's nasty. <laughs> All of that was just quotes from Mystery Men. <laughs> I actually didn't know that, was it really? <laughs> yeah. Shouts out, Mystery Men. We, of course, are socially constipated. This is our weekly show. Happy Tuesday to you. Uh, if you want to be a part of the next live show, we are going to come right off of the heels of the Oscars. This is going to be Wednesday, March 30th, 8 p.m., Central, 6 p.m. Pacific time over on J Buck Studios YouTube page. At Jared Buckendall. We're going to be back recapping the winners, the nominees, and of course, the champion of this year's Oscar game. This is <sighs> the fifth time, fourth, fifth, or sixth time, I don't know, Eight. that we've played our annual Oscar game. And we have opened up for submissions now. So if you're listening to this, you can link to the page fill in who your picks are. The way the game works is pretty simple. Uh, you'll make a pick, and then uh, you will rank your picks based on how confident you are. The highest confidence is one, lowest confidence is however many categories we're picking. Trick there is your most confident selections are worth the most points. So if you're absolutely certain that Andrew Garfield will win Best Actor, then put it as number one, and you'll get the most points if you're right. But you won't get a lot of points if you're wrong. So missing out on the high confidence ones can really fuck you over, as I have learned over the years. Um, <laughs> so it's a fun game. It's it's pretty simple and quick to participate. So uh, hopefully you'll click through to that link, fill out the quick form, and we'll announce soon what the prize or prizes will be because we haven't talked about that yet. But the winner is going to be announced on that live show. Again, that's March 30th. Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Central, 6 Pacific, J Buck Studios. At Jared Buckendall. So don't miss out on the Oscar game. I'm feeling very confident because uh, you two guys were out here in Oregon. We got a chance to go watch the whole series of Oscar-nominated short films on Monday. So I'm already feeling like I'm ahead of most years in terms of you know things <laughs> that I've watched. So I'm feeling like this is going to be the year that I bring home the gold. Ha. <laughs> I've won every single year, and I will be bringing it back home this year as well. I don't think you have. I think I have, and you should not double check. I <laughs> you have. I can't remember who. I think Seth, out of the three of us, Seth has a pretty good record. I think you were the top score out of us last year. It's going to feel really good to beat your ass this year. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I have all the inside scoops and all the uh, insider knowledge, so... Ooh. I also, also have a lot of movies to watch, so we'll I do. See. I do have a quick uh, question. I'm, I'm curious if it, it was on the board and if it is worth bonus points, but are we including the Oscar fan favorite and Oscar cheer-worthy moment Oscars? What the fuck? I think Man, we probably heard about these. I've heard about well, the fan favorite, but the cheer-worthy moment, what yeah. the hell? Is that like it's, best it's kiss? Like, no, it's like bet. Well, basically, it's it's whatever moment made you cheer the most in a movie theater. They're really just trying to give Spider-Man some awards, aren't they? Yeah, 100. <laughs> Both of them were manufactured. It, it's pretty clear, and it's funny that— By uh, Disney? 
according to this Twitter, I guess that's our best guess, um, deadline reported, but they said that Cinderella, the Amazon movie with uh, Camila Cabello, is that who it is, the singer? That is currently steamrolling the fan favorite movie. (laughs) Nice. Can I cheer? What the fuck is the, here we go. Oscar fan favorite rules. This is a real Oscar thing. I think it, it, it's definitely got to be F9 when Vin Diesel says family, right? Like, <laughs> that got me real hyped. The Which time? The 19th time. <laughs> exactly, the whole movie. Oh, so you can Crazy. enter in any film you want for yeah. the fan favorite film. Yeah, it's it's essentially like what public voting, like through Twitter, through a hashtag or something. Interesting. I like that this is happening. It's definitely going to be made a joke of. But I think it'll be fun. Maybe we'll include those as tiebreakers. We'll, have, we'll talk about <laughs> Ooh, it some more. Ooh, okay, okay. But we'll put a link in the description box in case you want to go vote for your Oscar favorites. I can't tell when this closes, so it may have passed. You may have missed your opportunity already, but I'm I'm a fan of letting a little bit of air out of the... Um, oh, shit. What's that word you guys helped me think of the other day? Arrogance about how fancy you are. Um, oh, flabbergasted. <laughs> Close. <laughs> Verklempt. Verklempt. <laughs> Verklempt. The word I'm looking for is... Pickle weasel. Snickle fritz? <laughs> That's actually, we're going to talk about snickle fritz later. Rollerblade. Yeah. Oh my god. This is driving me insane. Chocolate on a Sunday morning. <laughs> this is the second time this week that this has happened. For the, with this exact word. Old Deuteronomy. <laughs> <laughs> Old Olio. <laughs> <laughs> it was only a matter of time before someone threw out Old Dolio. Hit the sounder. <laughs> Do we have an Old Dolio sounder? <laughs> Give me what I want! More Old Dolio. There <laughs> we go. You get a fucking cookie and a star. Oh, no, I figured it out. This is what we should use. Oh, oh there was a go. secret word. <laughs> <laughs> no, what's that goddamn word? Like people who are too fancy about art in a way that's really annoying. Pretentious. Pretentious. Jesus Christ. Oh, there we go. Thank you. I'm not going to ask you how long ago you knew that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> you still were saying pickle weasel. Um, <laughs> for the folks at home, we edited that time down a lot. So just know that it took us a while to get too pretentious. I would love for the Oscars to let a little bit of air out of the pretentious balloon and make them more accessible to the average fan. This is probably not the best way to do that, <laughs> just because, as we've seen, it's going to be the butt of a huge joke. But are, do you guys think that the Oscars are supposed to be that like most prestigious thing and they have to keep it that way? Or is this a welcome, some version of getting the more casual movie watcher involved in the show is, is something that is good for the for the Oscars in general. Is that something you're pro or against? Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> they probably need to do something because the ratings are so far down. But yeah, I don't care. Do what they want. Yeah, to quote uh, Michael Keaton, the world's changed, boys. It's time we <laughs> change too. <laughs> Fantastic quote. Good for a lot of different things. What about so Seth? You you don't you don't care here. But what what separates then the Oscars from like the Globes, because I, I think that I think the Globes are, I don't know, at least among us, considered to be a little less meaningful. Is it the the voters 
or do they make up that difference for you or does the Oscars need to keep itself like fancier and less accessible than the Golden Globes? Like, is there a world where they start sliding toward that and you don't like it getting more casual? Yeah, I think the the difference probably is the the voters because the Oscars are made up of people who actually who work in, you know, the the said fields they're voting on outside of Best Picture, which everyone votes on. So, yeah, that's probably the difference for me. Makes sense to me. It's kind of like in football, the AP players of the year get picked and people pay attention to that for bonuses and things, but it's like the fan voted on, or not fan, but player voted top 100, I think seems like the the coolest shit. Because even the MVPs in the sports leagues aren't aren't as big a deal anymore now that they've allowed fan voting and it's a little more about how well-liked you are. Or in the case of getting back to the movies, like, is it progressive and does it make me look smart that I voted for it? And those kinds of things. So I don't know. I don't know what the future of the award shows is, but it's pretty fun to have these kind of things in this season, look back at the year and, and see what we liked. And I know we're rooting for a few movies and a few actors and actresses and directors that we really enjoyed this year. So looking forward to Oscar season being, well, I guess it's here. So keep an eye out while you're getting ready to play the Oscar game. There's all sorts of rescreenings, like the shorts are playing in places. All that stuff is happening now. So take a look at your local listings and see whether or not you're going to get to some of that stuff. Because I definitely plan to. Well, uh, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but that Drive My Car movie is now on HBO Max. Oh, shit. That helps. I got some flights coming up, too. Yeah. That's that three-hour long one, right? Yeah. So you can, if you need to, you can chunk it up, have a bathroom break, grab some snacks. Yeah, Drive My Car. I went and saw The Batman, and you guys haven't seen it yet. Did I don't know if you guys knew, that movie's two hours and 56 minutes. Did you know this? Oh, yeah. Did not. I didn't know that until I was in it, and it had been a while. And something happened in the plot that made it clear to me it wasn't ending soon. And I was like, oh, shit, okay, I guess I'll settle in and I guess be here for as long as I... And I, like, got out of the theater, had a conversation with a buddy of mine got in the car, went home, and looked at the clock, and was like, holy shit, it is late. It is the next day. <laughs> I had no idea it was going to be that long, but it was good. It was good. And I'm not going to say too much about it here. We're going to review it later on after you guys have seen it, and I don't want to be the guy that spoils Batman for anybody. So um, we'll go on. Lots of Oscar movies out there, and, and with Batman and some other things coming in, uh, lots of great stuff that you could be out there out there watching, and lots that we'll talk about on that Entertainment Outhouse in a few weeks here. But let's get back to the present. We got an episode here tonight to do, today, this morning, whatever time it is. <laughs> there you go. I'm going to save that laugh. That was a good one. We'll see who's laughing, though. Uh, last week, this guy got on our nerves big time. We had to reprimand him for his shitty take. So let's see if the Iron Sheik is back on the straight and narrow this week. I call you a punk. Iron Sheik's in in uh, better light this week. This week he's he's paying homage to a great rapper and and also a great meal. Honestly, he he says uh, T bone steak, cheese, eggs, and Welch's grape, or go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the most poetic I remember the Sheik being because that is a double entendre, as I know you know, Seth. Uh, oh yeah, that's that's Biggie, right? Yep. Iron Sheik knows his rap music, and he also knows what a very tasty food is. Yum, yum, yum. I think it's safe to say Sheik's back on our good side. That's a solid take. Welcome back, Sheiky oh, yeah. baby. We're here to support you. I've never had Welch's grape juice with 
eggs cheese eggs with cheese and steak like it's it's an eclectic meal yeah. for sure oh, yeah. and that's how i would eat if i was that kind of if i was that kind <laughs> of if i had fuck you money i'd definitely be eating like bowls of cereal for dinner with like i probably wouldn't change my diet much at all i eat pretty much what I want <laughs> yeah, to I was say, i'm pretty <laughs> sure uh, uh you did have a bowl of cereal for dinner when we were visiting <laughs> And I looked like the happiest clam in the sea, did yeah, I not? Yes, 100%. Yep. It was fun when you guys were back to just, I think there was at least one point where I was I was kind of joking with everybody at like, no, this is just how I live. So like, I don't know, we got up one day and like made our way to the our breakfast spot and we were talking about like, you know, hitting up big pancake breakfast and then going to the movies on a Saturday afternoon. And we got to do a couple of those things. And like the type of life you think I live, if you listen to the podcast is actually the type of life I live. I really do eat cereal <laughs> super late at night because I'm an adult and no one can tell me I can't. So that's pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> Until the next blood results come back. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I, uh, so far so good. Well, uh, there's a little knock on definitely not wood till the doctor tells me I'm dying. I'm going to keep eating frosted yeah. flakes. They're great. <laughs> eventually. Eventually. Eventually you'll die or eventually you won't be able to have cereal anymore? Which eventually one? the doctors will say, hey, stop it. No, no. I think when we get old enough, we're, we're in the prime of, the of technology. Because yeah. every time there's a new ailment or something, they're just going to find technology and get rid of it, you know? New ointments. Yes, new that, ointments. That's, a, that's the only way I want to take my medicine from now on. It's through, oint, <laughs> through ointments. Do you have to have someone that's surgically uh, trained or, or technically trained to put the ointment on? Or can you yep. have any average Joe put the ointment on you? Discuss. It, there could be an average Joe. Uh, <laughs> you can hire them as an independent contractor and they'll be an ointman. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Would the app be called Rubber? Like R-U-B-R? Does it have to be an average Joe? Is there an average Jane option? Because depending on where your ailment is, I might prefer a delicate touch of a, of a, of a woman rather than, you know how average Joe's calloused hands and ugh. Yeah. They're actually going to, because of perverts, they're going to train like you uh they're gonna train dogs uh <laughs> dogs to, to lick the ointment on like butter peanut butter oh no that actually sounds fucking awesome give me that, that might take a while i mean that's what happens when you get immediately within within seconds of the the ointment position being discussed we already get pervs out here like cody well, i wasn't being a perv i just thought it'd be fun to have a dog come over with some lotion well, not, you're the one who wanted the do you say a doll or a dog Oh, dog. You're going back to the Jane thing? You're like, ooh, I want a sexy lady to rub ointment on me. That's not the point. Yeah, I guess that's fair. That's fair to say. I'm, I mainly mean, like, you know, just like if I was going to a massage, I would rather have a woman. Not even because I'm good. I, like, it's not even a sexual thing when it's for a massage. It's just like, nah, they just actually have softer hands. <laughs> I actually did once. I don't know if we talked about it on the show, but I think I've told you guys this. I actually got a massage from a man one time. Have we talked about this? Ooh, no. I think so. Breaking news. Uh-oh. I was, uh... Break yourself! This was actually, like, three years ago. Um, <laughs> but it was breaking news. My life has them. never been the same. It was a lot, of, a lot of new questions asked since then. But I, it, what, was, what was interesting about it, because it happened in a way... I think I had booked the massage, and I can't remember what the name was, but it was, uh... 
I guess, a non... Fuck, what's the... Where it can be like, for either gender. Like an Alex, a Pat. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. A Chad, you know, any of those. Yeah, exactly. And this was, I actually think this was Chad. And I was like, man, I bet this, this Chad's going to be a cute girl. And much to my surprise, I showed up and Chad was a male. And it's a man, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those situations where had I left, I would have felt really guilty about like basically saying no to that guy's face and then turning around and leaving. Like it would have been an uncomfortable situation. And so I kind of felt trapped. And also I had already paid for this goddamn massage. So I was like, I guess we're going to see what this is like today. (laughs) And it was definitely different. It was at the time I needed like a deep tissue kind of massage. Like, so the, the added strength, I guess was, this is such a strange fucking thing to be talking about. The strength with which he handled my body was, uh, was, (laughs) it was, it was what, my muscles needed at that time. So that was, I guess, kind of cool. But there's definitely times where I didn't think about it and, and forgot about it. I, I don't think I will do it again. I've gotten several massages since then, and I've specifically gotten a female each time. But it's not it's not as much from a, like, I don't want a man touching me kind of thing as it is just, like, that's not what I... I don't go to the massage for, like, big, strong hands. I go for, like, soft, relaxate, r- relaxing hands. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. I, don't know. I didn't think I was going to be talking about that today, but here we are. You can tell I'm trying I've, to tiptoe around a minefield of, of potential jokes. I've, um, only, <laughs> I've only ever had one, I guess, professional massage, and I just couldn't <laughs> relax. <laughs> yeah, I like how professional. <laughs> well, you've um, said before, you're not a person who is a big toucher. No, and see, that's the thing, is like, I think I crave it, but it's fr- it has to be from someone that I'm comfortable with um, <laughs> so like when when i got this massage because i think that uh when i got it it was a it was a destination wedding we were in mexico and with our rooms you could get like really good like essentially just discounts on anything and you had a certain amount of points so i was like okay let's go essentially to the spa for one day and it ended with a massage and like i didn't know how long i was going to be i didn't know if i had to get naked i didn't know if i had to like tip after the fact <laughs> so it was one of those things of just like I was so in my head about it that yeah, I just so couldn't anxious. relax the whole time. I, I was just like, oh, my God, like, like, do I flip over? Well, like, what if I get a boner? Like, what, <laughs> you know, are they going to kick me out? <laughs> what if we did this? Because I have had several massages, and I remember that being, like, it's kind of a being intimidated by the whole process, right? Like, you, you're, you're not sure what to expect and how, whether or not you're, you're behaving to the customs or whatever the fuck. Let's do a little, little round of, uh, of any questions. What's something you want to know about massages that Wait, you don't know? Are we still in chic tweets? <laughs> no, we're in questions. Didn't you hear the drop? <laughs> <laughs> we are still in chic tweets. Let's get out of there. I call you a punk. Okay, now let's do this. I am a person who has gotten several massages. So if you have never gotten a massage, ask me anything. Any questions? All right. Uh, first up, do you get boners? Typically, no, 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 no. That, that, believe me, we're going to work our way there. Um, <laughs> do you typically get naked? It depends more on the environment. So I had to eat the night before. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, I knew those tacos are going to come back. <laughs> There's not a lot you could do if you were getting a massage and you had diarrhea. I, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think anything you wear is going to prevent that from being a bad time. But I would say I prefer to, I prefer to be naked. Now, if something about the, if the room doesn't feel clean or I've never had the experience where there's a camera, I was really put off by, yeah, there's no cameras. I don't think, or they're (laughs) hiding them pretty well. I I prefer to be naked. My concern is always, are they going to think I'm being like overzealous about being naked? So I make a point to ask, um, like how much do you want me to leave on? And they'll usually say, you know, whatever you want, it's fine. And I'll you put on a three-piece suit. <laughs> Leave on your socks. That's what I did when Chad massaged me. I, I, yeah. I had one of those things that you wear when you're training an attack dog. I wore one. <laughs> <laughs> that was on your arms, and then you had one of those X-ray vests that you put on when they take X-rays of you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So his his firm hands were definitely a requirement that time. But yeah. I prefer to go naked. I really do. They do a really good job of like keeping you draped and like they're not looking at your dick or your butthole like that's not see that's what okay that was gonna be another question uh, of like who's adjusting who obviously you're putting the towel around you then they're kind of moving it down what if they get a little too deep and they find out that they're like near krakatoa like what how how does anyone (laughs) respond to that i mean they definitely get near krakatoa i guess the northern the northern edge of of crack is where yeah. I'm saying they're not basically they're not where the shire's at. Yeah, exactly. Where the when the landscape starts to change, that and that's a it's honestly like a nice spot to get massage. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're like you're never out. Like there, you're always under the. Typically, the blankets cover all of your legs all the way up to your waist, and so they'll basically just rub what's above the blanket. But then they'll move the blanket. So if they are going to work your legs. They'll take the blanket and you'll one you'll take like one of your legs out and then they've got this little fold trick that they pull that kind of it gets your leg out but then kind of seals off everything else. Those are definitely the moments where like you're the most likely to come sliding out of there. But it's they've gone to school to do this kind of stuff, so they know how to <laughs> maneuver the dicks around. But they're not they're not like moving it or anything like that. Basically when you like flip over from your front to your back, they just hold the blanket above you and you roll over, get yourself kind of situated how you want to be. And then when you relax into the, into the position, then they drop it over you. So they're not really moving you so much as they're moving the blanket. Okay. Okay. And then you just touched on another, you're, you're guiding this conversation. This is wonderful. Thank you so much. I was curious, <laughs> fla- flapjack style, you know, doing some flips. So obviously you're, you're doing the back first, I'm assuming, and then go over to the front. That to me, if I'm having someone touch me, I'm relaxed, even though, you know, maybe I'm in my head, I, I'm feeling like there might be a little, you know, uh, a sundial action, if you will. Movement. Yeah. Might have yeah. some friends coming over for dinner. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, well, I'll tell you what, what the masseuse would tell you. That's natural. They don't care. They're trained to expect it. They're not, like, you're not going to get arrested if it happens. Freeze, I'm a cap. Boner police. <laughs> they kick in the door, freeze. <laughs> That's why I always go to the speakeasy massage parlors where you have to whisper a code and, and you go down through a secret elevator because then the boner police can't come in there and get you. <laughs> That's also where they put the futuristic ointment on you. Exactly. 
if a pig puts it on, is it oinkment? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, a little... That was a triple entendre, actually. Because there was a that one cop, too. That one goes deep. Speaking of deep... Here's the actual most comforting thing I, that I can offer up is the blankets are typically really heavy. So you're not going to pitch a tent, most likely. Like, you would need to be, like, full strength mm-hmm. to even think about m- wiggling the blanket. And if you do, they're not... I've definitely had that happen during the massage when I was facing up. You and, wiggled the blanket? <laughs> uh, not wiggled the blanket, <laughs> I don't think I wiggled the blanket. I guess I could have. <laughs> but uh, the the blanket holds it down. And also, you're not going to probably get to full power anyway. So it's never really been a problem. And if it, they do notice it, then they're trained to not... They're there to make you feel comfortable. They're not going to freak out and scream and run off. Now, if you like, you know, are making a show of it, then that's a different kind of thing. But it's a weird thing to say, like, don't worry if you get hard. But like, really, the whole system is designed where they expect you to do that because it's a natural reaction if i'm naked and someone's rubbing on my chest i have a pretty good idea of what's coming next just because of patterns so uh, (laughs) they're ready for that so as long as you can get over the idea that because for some people that's not comforting like if i said it can happen they might notice it but they're never going to say anything that's not comforting to some people because they're going to worry about like did they notice and not just not say it or like what so and i can't really help you there but they're not making it into a situation. So it's not something really to be that worried about. And it's so much better to just relax and like stop being aware of it. Cause when it starts happening, you know how it is when it starts happening and you're trying to, you're hoping it's not, it's just going to happen even more. <laughs> so that little bit of anxiety is like important to get over. Otherwise you're not relaxing for your massage anyway. So it's like, if it's really going to drive you nuts, then just like leave some <laughs> compression nuts. shorts on. Mm-hmm. There you go. Squirrel nuts. <laughs> then you could like leave the compression shorts on or whatever but the the blanket mm-hmm. does all of that work for you and they're they're good at managing it yeah okay now uh this is my maybe final question here so obviously maybe you got a little wriggle you know down there has rob? and and yeah <laughs> rob wriggle down there <laughs> i hope not <laughs> Obviously, I always think a massage is an, uh, I guess, an intimate thing. Obviously, there's a lot of uh, uh, adult things in that realm. There's there's parlors, if you will. Has there ever been a scenario where you're like, maybe something here could happen? No. Like, you're putting out a vibe, they're putting out a vibe. I just think they're not, they're not really putting out the vibe like there's a chance that i'm just undesirable and that's why i've never felt the vibe in those places there that can you expand I recognize that, that please like i'm just hideously ugly and scarred <laughs> and i'm like a ken doll downstairs so not a lot of people flirt with me um you know it's kind of like baristas or bartenders or you know and any woman you come across a uh, flight attendants like you can take that's their a, hospitality yeah. as flirtiness if you want but they're really just being polite because it's their job and they get tipped. I always just think, think of all the people that must have come in here and get massages. Do I really think that I'm the the one that's just so irresistible that this person's going to risk their job to flirt with me? Is that probably what's happening or probably are they doing their job? And so I usually just default to that. And 
it makes everything a little bit more relaxed if you just get in your head, this person doesn't want to fuck you. They do, they'll slip their number into your coat or something. They're not going to reach under the blanket and give you a hander. I think <laughs> the other thing is there's not really any talking. There's a couple times where they'll check in with you and ask, you know, is this, how's this or more pressure or less, but you're not having a conversation. So the idea that you're going to like build up some steam and put the vibe out other than just the natural physical vibe of what's going on in there. But, the, but that's not a sexual vibe either. Like it's a relaxed vibe. It's like a sleepy vibe. Uh, it's not really a horny vibe in there. It's, it's a lot more chill. So you would feel really gross if you were sitting there <laughs> thinking about getting a hand job. Like you would, you'd be able to tell you were out of place with that thought. Um, yeah. It's like a doctor's office. Exactly. Yeah. Like I've definitely like, you know, you get to talking to a, a physician's assistant or a nurse or a doctor and you think oh man that's pretty familiar getting a little flirty and it's like no they're just good at their job and if i'm here at the doctor's office picking up someone who can see my blood work and knows i eat cereal at 11 p.m are they really flirting with me mm-hmm. or not <laughs> so i think it's one of those things overall i think like if everyone approaches it the way that it's supposed to be approached it's shockingly unsexy and anxiety inducing obviously if you don't like being touched you don't like being touched i'm not saying everybody has to enjoy that but mm-hmm. um the understanding is i'm in here to get my back rubbed and they rub backs and get tips and so it's just like i'm here to do that you're here to do that we can have a little fun and you know be cordial and all that yeah, stuff we but can. it's mm-hmm. it's it's a lot less personal probably a good masseuse would tell you it's very personal and custom and all that stuff but i've never been a regular at a place so it's it's a lot less personal on a one-off basis than it seems they're just rotely going through the shit they always go through and doing all the moves that they were taught in school. So it's not as in, it's, I totally understand it, it being intimidating for, you know, a couple of times or whatever, but once you've done a few of them, it's pretty natural and pretty regular and, and relaxing for me, at least, even if you do get a little, even if you do get a little, little going, you just go home and find a solution for that and have a good nap. So it's not the, not the mm. worst thing in the world. <laughs> All right. Well, this was very uh, educational, eye-opening. Thank you so much. Anyone listening, please, uh, I would love to hear your massage stories. There we go. That sounds creepy, man. Dear Hustler. Uh, yeah. Dear Socially Constipated. <laughs> send us your uh, send us your massage que- or your questions about anything. We I feel like AMA-type yeah. shit, we could do a little bit more yeah. of this kind of thing. And we got this nice little yeah. David Bunkin sounder. Any questions? So there you go. Yeah, Every question you wanted out. to ask. Yeah. I wouldn't have offered if I didn't know for a fact that two of the questions would be about boners. So <laughs> <laughs> You know you know me so well. Ah yes. Well, it is a, a delicate dance, the game of dicks and massages. But we've got a, a more fun and a I would say more sexy game to play here. We're gonna get into game time this week with factually bereft. <laughs> I, I'm not for certain here, but this might be the latest we've gotten into a game on the show before. Oh, and I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Factually bereft. This is a game where I've taken three facts. I've pulled a word out of each fact to make the fact incomplete, therefore factually bereft. There are three multiple choice options, one of which is correct, two of them I've made up. The guys are going to have to try and correctly assess which one of the uh, options is the correct that makes the fact whole again, which it would be factually correct. First fact, 
An estimated 2% of the population carries a specific gene variant that prevents their blank from smelling. Is it A, armpits, B, breath, C, earwax? Ooh. I know a lot of people with some smelly earwax. (laughs) Earwax, the smell of earwax is one of the most, like, vomit-inducing. I don't have a weak stomach, but, like, a bunch of ear... I don't even... I can't even say it. Like a bunch of earwax. Yeah, it, I don't like I don't, don't like being around earwax if I can help it. Um, <laughs> there's many a fluid from a body, and I would say earwax is top three of no no. Yeah, I mean, I there's a lot of fluids. I I'll take a bath in if you get enough fluid <laughs> into a tub. Oh boy. But earwax, man, just keep it away from me. It's in that booger category. It's just it's too too gnarly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I've heard a fact similar to this, if not citing the same fact. And I want to say, because when you first were reading it, I was thinking sweat. And so I think I'm leaning toward armpits for that same reason. I think weirdly some people's armpits don't stink. I'm not one of them, uh, (laughs) but I am looking for people who are, because that's a sweet ass quality to have. Yeah. I, it's between the mouth and the armpits, and I feel like there's too much eating and other things with mouths that I think there's no perfect non-smelly mouth. So it's got to be the sweat. It's got to be that underarms. Yeah. Oh wow. So you guys are you guys are coming together on this one. It's a oh team yeah, effort. because we studied this in college. <laughs> That's right. We studied armpits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. The correct answer is. Armpits. Yeah, buddy. For three for the win. Yes! LeBron James at the buzzer. We have defeated you. That's what's up, baby. Well, there's two more left. Mummy. Oh, that's that's not the whole game? Nope, that's the end of it. Okay. Great job this week. (laughs) (laughs) All right, one point for the boys. Let's see if you can... uh, Bring this one back around with a with a second correct answer. Uh, this fact is the average American will eat around thirty five thousand blank in their lifetime. Is it A, cookies, B, crackers, C, candy bars? I thought it was spiders. Yeah, it's <laughs> definitely spiders. What is it up to now? Like sixteen a year? It keeps for some reason that number keeps going up. At least a lot of spiders. Years. Yeah, what's the influx of spiders? Someone's got to do some some studies into that. Well, I Spider think studies. Spiders, like, invading our homes and scaring us, I think is probably a direct result of them thinking we're some sort of malevolent god who just feasts upon them. If we're eating eight of their family members a year, makes sense that they mm-hmm. come in here and try to bite us. Maybe we can strike up a, a peace treaty with the spider people. I'm not going to be there to sign it. Um, if it's anything like house. arachnophobia, I, that's a hard no for me. Yeah. I don't trust anything with that many hands or feet or whatever. Anyway, eating 35,000. Let's see. It was crackers, cookies. What was the third one, Chef? Candy bars. Candy bars. Okay, let's do the math, Jared. Let's say the average person is 50. (laughs) You're not wrong. I just think that that's funny. (laughs) (laughs) It is actually pretty funny. So if starting at 15, you had... What is that, 35,000? 1,000 a year? crackers a oh year god yeah how many crackers is that that's is that 20 crackers a day no 20 crackers a week man that's a lot of crackers 20 crackers a week 
That seems like a stretch. But the thing is, are you having 20 cookies a week? That does also seem like a stretch. <laughs> it's de- okay. We I think I'm setting up the math poorly. Because the candy idea that you would out. not eat any of them until 15 it seems insane, like a problem. Candy <laughs> bars do seem like that's a stretch. Because there's, there's big swaths. There's super young kids don't eat candy bars and super old people don't eat candy bars. Well, again, so that's limiting the amount of times. And I don't want to be that, that, oh, what about this? You know, you get the fun size. You have the megas. You have the in-between. What defines a candy bar? <sighs> is a packet of M&M's a candy bar? Exactly. I wouldn't say so. How big's a cookie, you know? Do people eat? You know, I'm going to, th- I'm thinking crackers. Mm-hmm. Just because more young kids eat them, more old people eat them. A lot of people have to eat them every week at church. Uh, you're more likely to eat multiple. <laughs> you're more likely to eat multiple of them than you are those other things. I cracker seems cracker seems right to me. Yeah, yeah. Again, you you nailed it with the church thing. There's a lot of soups out there. A lot of uh, crackers that go with the soups. Uh, salads. You get a side of crackers. It's crackers. Cracker time, boys. Give us that point. The correct answer is cookies. What? Oh, farts. Loser. You, you get a fucking cookie and a star. 35,000 cookies? In their lifetime. Americans. That's a lot of cookies. I don't know. I eat, like, usually six to eight at a time, so. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, in an hour's time, I, I ate 20. <laughs> I guess, like, little cookies. Yeah. I can definitely see. I eat more, like, you know, big I eat bigger cookies typically, but I guess it's a fair point that the smaller cookies are included. But still, 35,000 cookies. 20 cookies a week, every week for 35 years. Anyway. Not a bad life. Not a think bad about, life, I will say. Think about Christmas too. Like Christmas time when you have like holiday gatherings. Think how many cookies you just pound in a day. When do, when yeah. do you think the day, top? What, what day are you having the most cookies? You're saying it's Pro- Christmas? Probably Christmas. Christmas or mm. Thanksgiving. We have a lot of cookies. Uh, for those holidays, for sure. We used to have a lot of Halloween cookies shaped for different uh, Halloween characters and shit. And then Easter seems like a popular cookie time. So really any of the holidays can be a good, especially for sugar cookies, right? Like they're just always out there. Oh my God, those mm-hmm. fucking gas station sugar cookies. Holy shit, Oof. I gotta find some of those. As I, okay, I guess as an adult, the places I'm having the most cookies aside from there is like work potlucks. Like someone's always bringing a box of like, 12 24 a whole tray of cookies you know again mm-hmm. i don't work in an office anymore but that was where as an adult my most uh my my cookie consumption came from <laughs> yeah i'll say this i never made my own cookies not a single time in my life if i fucking made cookies and then ate them myself probably is a pretty rewarding experience done it a couple times not actually like making the cookie entirely but you know the make and take the like dough and stuff yeah, yeah 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 i do like those that have like the pumpkins printed on the inside it's kind of mm, cool yeah those are cool do you think you could eat 35,000 bottles of cookies barbecue sauce in your lifetime? <laughs> if you gave me all of cookies products, like taco sauce, their, their barbecue, their salsa, I think I might be close. I don't, I, I'm not a big cookies fan. In general. I don't like their taco sauce. I don't like their, their barbecue sauce is fine. Their, um, their taco sauce got its hooks into us because that's what they gave us. Yeah. They had tubs of it. Ugh. as a child starting kindergarten and icky, icky, through icky. sixth grade no wait i think it was fifth grade they switched out gave us different stuff they gave us salsa instead of hot sauce or taco sauce never went back i, ne- I never forgave them and then for about <laughs> a decade i never could find it never could find it and then one day 
I found the elusive cookies taco sauce. Oh, I always one have one day. on hand. It is way too sweet. I don't like oh, it. yeah. Usually I mix it with Cholula. Like I'm doing dab, 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 dab. That, that probably wouldn't be too bad. But no, it's on its own. It's like very sweet. And that, to me, that's unless I'm like getting a like a, you know, mango salt, you know, hot sauce yeah, or something like yeah. that. Then I don't want sweet. But that's it's like the, it's sweet. Like they just added a bunch of sugar. It's not sweet unless like it's a flavor or something like that. It's just not great. Well, you it's know what? You better not have Speedy listen to this episode because he's not going to be happy. Who's Speedy? I think the guy that owns cookies. Oh, really? <laughs> I think so. Speedy cookies? S- speedy cookies. He, al- <laughs> he always had a commercial where it's like, uh, oh, it's Speeds. It's not Speedy. It's Speeds, S- I think. Speeds cookies? Yeah, Speed the Sauce Man. I guess maybe Speed he the Sauce Man. <laughs> I think we just got our Halloween costume, guys. <laughs> Speed the sauce, man. Oh, my God, this is real. <laughs> my name's Speed. I got that in an early age. I loved to work on cars back then, and I had a 47 Chevy that was pretty fast and did a lot of illegal drag racing, and I used to build racing up. engines oh, no. and drove half-mile dirt track and drove that until I hit age 65, and then I thought, well, that's old enough to quit driving race cars, but I still have a little bit heavy foot when I'm on the highway. Oh, I thought, well, that's probably old enough. He's in the Iowa Hall of Fame. For what? For speed really? sauce. Speed sauce? Iowa Barbecue Society, 2015 Hall of Fame inductee, Speed Herrig. Speed the sauce man. Where's that biopic? <laughs> We got fucking Ray Kroc. We got the Crocumentary, but we can't get the fucking Sauce Man. The Sauce Man Cometh. I just titled it even. Oh, there we go. Good time for Anchor Wankers to get out there and send us a couple bucks a month. We're going to get the, we're going to produce a movie about Speed the Sauce Man. And it's going to be called The Sauce Man Cometh. Sauce Man. Take me by the hand, Mr. Sauce Man. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We have one more question in the Factually Bereft. Whenever you guys are ready. <laughs> Sorry. Well, we're one for two on the scoreboard, but I think we're already winners because we have we the next great movie man. idea. So this one's just for show, but uh, what do you got? All right. Men who eat nuts tend to have better quality blank. Is it A, sleep, B, sperm, C, skin? Ooh. Men who eat nuts? Nuts. Want to get nuts? You want to get nuts? Skin, sleep, sperm. Uh, the three S's. Sounds like a chant. Sleep, skin, sperm. Sleep, skin, <laughs> sperm. That's the worst game show coming out in 2023. <laughs> I think the order should probably be skin, sperm, sleep. Don't you think? I don't know. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. That makes more sense. Sounds like a good Friday night if you ask me. Oh, oh yeah, baby. 69. My bad. That was an accident. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to say sleep. My dad ate a lot of nuts growing up or when I... <laughs> okay, that sounded weird. <laughs> but he would always be sleeping and he always ate nuts. So I'm assuming that those went hand in hand. <laughs> nuts in one hand. <laughs> sleep in the other. I'm going to use similar logic. I think I'm going to say sperm because Jared's dad used to eat a lot of nuts growing up. And... 
Oh shit. <laughs> I am the queen. The queen. Oh no. <laughs> I'm actually gonna Yeah, fuck it. You're going to sperm? Oh, I will. I will say sperm. Okay. I was gonna switch to to uh, to skin, but now I'm overthinking it and I'm gonna be wrong either way. So I will stick with sperm. The joke will will lock in my answer. Alright. The correct answer is sperm. Hey! For three for the win! Yes! LeBron James at the buzzer! Well, uh, I guess sometimes it's good to be the guy that's thinking about jizz all the time. So, <laughs> two for three this week. I feel pretty good about my performance. I'm factually bereft. Jared, I don't know if there's... My bad. I keep hitting the I keep hitting the soundboard today by accident. That's why. Any reaction to the results of the game this week? I I guess if I would have eaten more nuts, I could have performed better. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Squirrel nuts! Get yourself some squirrel nuts. More nuts if you want more nuts. <laughs> Your armpits don't stink if you're one of the lucky ones. And the 35,000 cookies in your lifetime. Some of us are behind. I had to get to work. I'm ahead of schedule. Long list of things that Seth would like to eat this week in Factually (laughs) Bereft. I am the champion once again. Feels good to win a game. I feel like I never do anymore. We roll onward. Got a couple bits of uh, sort of random headlines to touch on this week in our bathroom reading. Sitting on toilet. Well, we all uh, spent the better part of the last week together here in Bend, Oregon, uh, where we all came out to visit. Friends of the show and anchor wankers, Anna and Tom, were out here with us as well. It was really good to have everybody out here. You guys had, sounds like some interesting experiences flying home when you had to lay over. Not easy to get from Iowa to Oregon. So uh, some airport time, sounds like, for the two of you guys. I don't know. I feel like mine again. It was it was a little normal as well. Just kind of a weird thing here or there. But uh, one of, one of which was uh, I had a layover about three hours in a Pihonics, uh, Arizona, and I <laughs> went and got me some food. I luckily was able to get some internets, and I was just watching a movie. And I was sitting there, and I don't know. Sometimes I'm really aware of my surroundings. At this point, I must not have been because I was engrossed in my food and the movie but there was some guy sitting like three or four spots to my left and i think he was like military he kind of had one of those like uh sand dirt you know looking bags a bunch of pockets and whatnot and more people were showing up to get on our flight it, again it was still like an hour and a half out and whatnot so more and more people gathering didn't notice anything of it and again i'm sitting there I am just flying from a state where there's recreationals, and there might be some with me. All of a sudden, uh, Mr. Police Officer and a nice little pooch come over and start scrounging around where I'm sitting along with some other people. (laughs) And I'm like, Mr. Man, I have Chinese from Panda Express. Maybe that's what's going on. Luckily, he did not focus on me went to where that guy had previously been sitting that I was talking about because he was no longer there and pulls up like this. I don't even know what it was, but it looked like it was like duct tape and electrical tape together in some weird pouch thing. And 
I'm looking at him. I'm like, I have no idea what that is. And then the older people that were sitting there were like, yeah, he was sitting there. I think he was military. I don't know what that is. And it looked really, really strange. But then the dog, he definitely looked at me and he's like, hey, I know what you're doing, man. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, Mr. Pucci was like, hey, I, I ain't got time for this. And they left. But then the guy came back like literally like 30 seconds later and was like, oh, where, where do you take that thing? I don't know exactly what happened, but... I was a little on pins and needles there for a hot second. Yeah. It was, Wait, so you don't know what the thing was? You didn't find out what? Unfortunately, no, no. And they and took it and left. Yeah, the guy. He's like, well, if, if you see the guy, tell him it's gonna be like in our custody, custody, or or lost and found or something. And it it was just really odd because it did look like if he, I say uh, suspicious package. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it looked like. It was like it had duct tape on it, electrical tape. It was in a weird like shape. How did he get it through security? Exactly. I have no idea. And the thing is, the cop or the dog or whatever was tailing another guy that led them to there. And the cop, I think, was like originally thought it was like that dude. And he kind of did look like, you know, a bit of a degenerate, you know, longer hair, (laughs) you know, kind of like punk rockish or whatever. I think the cop thought he was like on to something with this guy, but it wasn't his. It was this other guy's. I don't know. It was, I I wish I knew the full story. Unfortunately, again, this is almost like a non-story, but very like odd because you don't see many like weird things like that in airports, I guess, you know, they usually say, Oh, if you see a bag, like say something. Well, this was like Mm -hmm. not a bag. This was a weird duct tape, electrical tape box thing. That is weird. I almost thought you were going to say like it was a training thing, like a, well, it, I, I guess Training it, exercise. it could have been, but the thing is, the way everyone re- reacted, it definitely did not feel like it was training. Weird. So people, were people pretty freaked out? Like, were you ever afraid? Because, I mean, I think the implication here is, it was it some sort of bomb, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were you ever, like, thinking that way and being like, maybe I should fucking walk away from this spot? <laughs> or was it was the mood always kind of, things are under control? <sighs> I mean, I definitely, I stopped the movie, popped my headphones out, trying to, like, listen to what was going on. The older people that were a couple seats away from me, they were kind of like, well, yeah, he was sitting there the whole time. And, you know, no one really got up and did anything, which is unusually calm, I guess, in that situation. But mind you, it wasn't like the cop was like, everyone, you need to get out of here. The cop literally just picked it up and took it with him. So, like, if anything, he could have just blown up, you know? And again, that's (laughs) crazy. But, like, what if that, if that would have happened, that would have been even crazy. Like, ooh. Just to do to do to do walking down the hallway and then boom. <laughs> boom. It was like it was like a beeline over there because Weird. The, the, the the cop with the dog just instantly came over, smelled it out, picked it up. Whose is this? Oh, it's a guy, he disappeared. Well, if he wants it, he's gonna have to come to us. How big was it? I'd say probably like it was more of a rectangle and I would say like maybe eight inches long by about three inches wide. It was a dildo for sure. <laughs> that's why they didn't say anything he just picked it yeah, up and... I gotcha, yeah. that How guy wasn't even TSA he just wanted that dildo because <laughs> I'm thinking like if they didn't like treat it as scary right they have to operate on the scariest assumption right and so if he just walked up and like fucking grabbed it maybe it wasn't even maybe it was just a drug dog and maybe that's a little packet of drugs that he had on oh him. yeah could have been. You know yeah. what I mean? And if so, if the drug dog is sniffing it, it's not a bomb. And so he can be chill about it. So the cop must have known nothing was wrong. So maybe it was a training exercise or something. I'm not surprised no one got up and did anything. As as much as they say, if you see something, say something. Nobody's really going to do that. 
I think because in part, no one wants to send the cops over to someone who's suspicious and like have to, you know, if it's not them or if they didn't do anything wrong, now you feel like you ruined that person's day. I feel like so many people are more afraid of that. Mm -hmm. Um, Cause I had, my dad told me a story not long ago that he saw a woman pull a, a puppy pad out of a bag and put it on the floor and her dog took a shit right there in the airport inside like where you would sit we're probably in the same exact spot you were sitting just in those chairs right in front of the gate where everybody is gathering she just did it no right there way. she thought oh it's got a puppy pad for it he's a little dog with a little poops he'll just poop right on here and i can do it wherever the fuck i want i wasn't there for it but my dad said everyone around her was like not saying anything about it like it was completely normal and i and he was he <laughs> <laughs> i wish you could hear him tell it he it, it was a hilarious story yeah he was like wanting someone to make eye contact with him so that he, they could be like, right? And no one was fucking looking at him. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, am I the fucking crazy one? Like, <laughs> did I actually see that dog take a poop? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I would have been so fucking annoyed if I had seen that. The number of dogs or animals now that fly, yeah. crazy amounts. Yeah, I know. I've got birds. Birds, like squirrels now can fly. I think there's snakes that can fly. Bats. Um, Yeah, definitely snakes. Yeah. (laughs) We keep getting on, like, that's like a triple entendre again. There's lots of entendres. We aren't entendroff today. Ha-ha. I don't know. So, yeah. I don't know. Interesting story, I guess. Yeah, that's crazy. Yours is way better. I'm going to freak out. I've only seen, like, one or two, do- like, police dogs in an airport, mm-hmm. and it's right at, like, TSA or where you go through that spinning machine, you know? They're not just wandering about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Once you're inside security, they kind of assume you're safe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Someone must have seen something and said something and sent them over, I imagine. They came that directly with the pup. I'm glad it wasn't you, though. Because the, yeah. the, oh, the only worse thing than sitting next to the guy with the bomb is being the guy that the dog is fucking barking at, and you're sitting there <laughs> like looking up from your half-eaten burrito and you close your laptop that's got Big Mouth on it. And he's <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm not the guy with the drugs officer. <laughs> and the dog's just yipping its head off. That'd be a bad situation. I, I wouldn't know what to do. I'd, I'd be wondering if I could still turn and run. <laughs> so I don't think I could outrun the dog, but dogs will fuck you up. I'm not going to say that I could Yeah, yeah. come out of that unscathed. But Seth, what do you do when you're on a layover for a long time are you a, a phone guy do you take a book watch a movie do you get drunk i like to do that like what do you if you're sitting in the airport for three four hours what are you up to yeah i had a four hour layover this last i guess yesterday on my way home and i didn't really know what to do so i was in, in the denver airport for those who have had who have traveled through that a lot is in the in the b concourse which is kind of like the seems to be their main one i guess it seems like it's the biggest one based off the map and stuff but there's like a in that in that one there's a kind of like an upstairs uh, food court little shopping mall type area and there's like some bars and some restaurants and things and when I got there it was like five o'clock and so it was pretty pretty packed in there it seemed like a lot of a lot of connections and that type of thing going through at that time and so looking at the bars and stuff I, I kind of I just wanted to go like sit down and, and have a meal maybe a beer or two and like everywhere was packed so many people like not even a place at the bar to sit and so i was like oh you know what i have three more hours <laughs> and so i will uh i will sit down and and you know just kind of relax maybe charge up my phone if i can find a spot lo and behold again a lot of people were connecting so not a lot of place to charge but i did find a pretty sweet spot 
just to kind of hang out and do some people watching, which was fun. And so there's like a spot right above in that upstairs area where you kind of cu- where you can come up the escalators or go down the escalators to get to the other concourses, either A or C. A lot of people, when they have to do that, they're usually making a connection typically. And so you get to see a lot of people running. <laughs> and, so, and so I spent a, probably a good hour on my phone and then also just counting people running and seeing people run either to uh you know to the train or from the train and eventually i just lost count like it was over 50 at one point (laughs) running there is even like a thing on the the announcements like karen whatever please uh please know that we're holding your the door for you no uh no don't run we don't you know we, we want everyone to be safe like and i never heard that before most people, most of the time, I hear like, "Get the fuck here now! We're closing yeah, the doors." Yeah, like you have five minutes till the door closes. And so it must be like a busy time where a bunch of people are sprinting, like connections or something, where they're like, "Yeah, we'll give you a little bit of leeway here. Just don't run into each other." Because I saw multiple people like either like run into the back of someone like really closely, or like 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 <laughs> one of the funny ones was like seeing the guy, like guys and girls that like that are clearly a couple together. Like the guy will be like at least a yard ahead if not more <laughs> or like the guy will take the fast like the the little you know conveyor belt type thing and the girl won't <laughs> and he's like clearly just trying to like drag her along or be like come on let's fucking go <laughs> and so it was just seeing funny seeing some of the dynamics and like the choices people made definitely a fun like you know like the the the, the rat experiments like mm-hmm. here here's kind of what this type of person does here here's what this other person does it was an interesting time do you Man. think you noticed or saw anyone like maybe miss the train and were like, "Oh no, like I needed to be on that thing." I I don't know. That's the thing is I don't know what the all- end yeah. result was ultimately. Yeah. Um, but I definitely saw pe- people like running faster than others. I saw people in full on dead sprints. So I saw others just doing some jogging. I've never had to like sprint sprint before. Cody had us on a close call once, but other than that, but I think ultimately that plane got delayed so we were fine. Like, we found out when we got to the gate that the plane had been delayed, I think. Was that Vegas? Yeah. Yeah, that was that time was pretty close. I've yeah. been the person that they announced to. And it's one thing when they say, like, the doors will close in five minutes. It's another when they say, like, the doors will close in three minutes. Because mm-hmm. you wouldn't say three minutes if you didn't mean exactly three minutes. You'd round right. up to five. If you meant soon, you'd say five minutes. But three minutes means you right. got three fucking minutes. And this was not actually that long ago. And I was, if you guys know this, I travel a lot and I try to always get more efficient and smoother with things. And I've learned a lot and, and implemented a lot of stuff that makes shit really smooth for me. Drinking water, eating X-lax, that kind of thing. And <laughs> when, when that, ha- when it happened the, mo- the most recent time, I was, I had the perfect run. Like at the end of a NASCAR race, when it's like, we need a perfect pit stop or or we're going to lose this race and everyone rises to the occasion. I had that exact one where like (laughs) the shoes came off smooth, the fucking bags, uh, the laptop slid right out of the bag perfectly. I put everything in order on the thing perfectly. So like the shoes came out first, get those on jacket next, then the laptops, then the bag last. So I got everything stuffed in there and I like took off running with like my coat in a hand and my bag, I think, in another hand. They told me when I made it, I had like a minute and five seconds left. <laughs> oh my wow. God. That was, I didn't have to run very far that time, but it is 
it makes you feel really self-conscious because you know everyone sees you fucking running. So you have to really yeah. be fucked before you'll take off like that. Because yeah. um, part of me thinks like, I wouldn't wish that stress on anyone because that's really fucking stressful. I but that. another part of me thinks like, some people I wish would have that. Like, did you find yourself rooting for people and rooting against them to mm-hmm. make their flights while you were watching? Because I would have picked no. my favorites. <laughs> no, I, I was just more like, uh, glad I don't have to fucking deal with that. Because yeah, that's that's my worst nightmare of like, that like cutting it that close like that's that's fucking stressful for me like that's that's about as uh, as main stressful as you can get for me but in terms of seeing the people like i mean there there were definitely some people that were like probably nicer than others <laughs> like just in terms of like getting around people and stuff so i probably root for them more than anything else i mean there were people who were like almost pushing people out of the way to try and you know make it to the train or whatever like right like getting right behind someone and like like nudging them in the shoulder with their shoulder type of thing and that that shit i'm like yo i mean i I know you're i know you're late but don't be a dickhead people are walking and it's your fault you're late probably yeah Yeah, that's ultimately my thing too is it doesn't matter what your excuse is if you're being a dick like that to people like i saw a guy one time shoulder check a woman on the plane because she was in front of him and it was like a meaningful one like she was moved by it like stopped what she was doing and like watched him and he didn't turn around to look at her after he passed but like he definitely fucking like meant to move this woman <laughs> and i remember thinking there's no way you're in that big of a hurry there's no mm-hmm. way nothing you're getting to i don't care what it is like if you're missing a plane you're still going to get where you're going in an hour like the worst part about missing a plane and i've done it is it's a little embarrassing like ultimately it's like fuck you gotta mm-hmm. call whoever it is was coming to pick you up and tell them you missed your flight and then they're like why'd you miss the flight well because i'm a dumbass and i slept in and you know it's not but <laughs> that's the worst part of actually missing a flight the stress of 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 almost making it is definitely a, its own thing but in terms of like actual effects of missing a flight it's really just being embarrassed uh, there's too many flights going too many places now you're gonna get where you're going three hours later anyway for the most part and in my case, like if I miss a flight that means I'm gonna have to stay somewhere an extra day, that means I don't have to work that day. So I'm fine. I'd rather be in an airport than at my job. So <laughs> I don't quite get the the viciousness of it, but maybe I just haven't had the right emergency. I would understand if I did, but I don't know. I don't think there's ever a reason to be rude. That is not the answer I thought I was gonna get when I asked you, <laughs> what do you do in the airport? Oh, I like to watch people run. <laughs> <laughs> It's not something I like to do. I would have preferred eating a meal at the at the bar uh, and having a couple of beers. But it was entertaining and allowed me to keep you know my phone from dying before my next flight. So, and before I found a spot that I could charge some stuff up. But yeah, that's just how I killed an hour before I was able to at least find food because that was the other issue. And I don't understand why this fucking happens. But like all of the restaurants close at six o'clock. Wowzers. There was a few that were still open for like express and whatnot, but. Yeah, like all of the places to sit down and eat were closing because I decided, oh, 5.55, I'll get up and I see people are kind of, it's not as crowded or whatever. Yeah, it's not as crowded because they were closed. And so I I was like then getting pissed. I'm like, you know how many people probably are still flying in between 6 and like 6 and 8 oh, when, yeah. when they're trying to eat dinner? And there's like four options that are open at that point. So I ended up finding like there was one brewery that in, in the lower level that was still open and then did like an express thing I had a pretty decent burger but yeah i was like what the fuck stay open like at least till eight like it's not that late it's got to be a staffing thing i would imagine they, they have yeah. to close early because they don't they don't have people 
That's my guess. Because, yeah, that seems like a no-brainer. And th- there's got to be at least one restaurant that's open till 8 that's crushing all the other ones during those two hours. Yeah. So I have to think it's that. I don't know, though. Because you, you were flying on Monday and... Or no, a Tuesday. Tuesday. That's a, that's a flight-heavy day. There's a lot of people there. Yeah, that's got to be a staffing thing. Yeah. I didn't think about that. I hate that in the morning, too. If I have, like, a 6 a.m. flight, places don't open until 6 a.m. So mm-hmm. I can't, like, pick up breakfast. And what the fuck are you going to do otherwise if you are have a 6 a.m. flight? You had to be there at 5 o'clock or 4.30 or 4. <laughs> you know, did you stop and get eggs on the way? No. McDonald's isn't open. <laughs> You know, so unless you got up and made yourself something or you're okay just eating a granola bar, you're not getting shit. I would be okay with having less choices throughout the day if it meant they were open in staggered shifts. But I also mm-hmm. would never want to work those overnight or early morning <laughs> yeah. or late night shifts. That would suck ass. So yep. tough solution or a tough problem to solve. Airport's never boring. I've got a trip actually coming back your guys' way in just a couple of weeks. So um, we'll see if I have any any stories from the air. That's all we've got time for today. So... Jared's trip was to bomb, and Sess was a bit of a rat race <laughs> this week in our bathroom reading. Sitting on the toilet. Now flush. It would have been really fucking funny if you had gotten busted for drugs in an airport. Oh, dude. I, I, for a hot second, I almost peed my pants because I was like, please don't come over here anymore. I wonder what happens. Like... I'm, I would be willing to bet that it's like shockingly little that actually mm-hmm. happens. Like you get a ticket or something, but I don't know. I have to go on Reddit, see who, uh, see if there's a page for people who got arrested in airports for having recreationals on. I don't know. Well, this layover is about to come to an end. We got a plane to catch, but first, one more thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. So as I mentioned, I went to the Batman fan premiere. This is the first time I've ever really done something like this. I saw the Batman. It's out now, of course, as the time this podcast is dropping, but I actually got to see it on Tuesday, March 1st. So I think the earliest showings after that were on Thursday, which is when you guys saw. And what was interesting about that, and I wasn't sure what to expect, was something that happens to me often. Like if I go to a a special screening of like a classic movie or something, sometimes they don't show trailers during those. And so I'm a person we've talked about on, on the other shows before. I like to show up as close to the movie actually starting as possible. I don't want to watch the trailers. So I'll usually, I've got it timed out well here. I'll show up like 15 minutes after showtime to a movie, knowing I'm not going to miss anything. And I was doing that and I was like, oh shit, I, this is a special screening. Are they going to show trailers? I don't know. So I was a little bit concerned, but stopped, got some corn and nems anyway, went into the theater Luckily, I hadn't missed anything. They had just Batman up on the thing. Uh, and it was kind of this red thing with like some photos that were moving across it and changing and shit. And it had a countdown clock to the movie starting. And when I came in, there's like six minutes left. And I was like, oh, sick. I haven't missed anything. And I went and sat down with a buddy of mine who met me there. And I was like, oh, cool. I'm glad they're doing a countdown clock. I wasn't sure if they'd be showing trailers. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, they did show some trailers. And they showed the uh, stupid little commercial things that aren't trailers that they do that people like bought ad space locally to have. Mm. And I was like, oh shit. So there were already like the, that little news show that happens in the movie theater. Like that had already happened. Commercial had already happened. Then they had done this countdown clock. And so I'm like fucking sick. Six minutes. I had time to like unwrap my shit, get into it. Six minute clock counts down and it pulls up the green 
preview thing. Like, here comes the trailer. <laughs> and at this point, it's like 20 or so minutes after the showtime. And when that green thing popped up, the whole crowd was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> you could tell people were fired up for Batman and that clock thing had pissed them off. There was a full set of trailers. Jeez. Three or four or five trailers. There was that, you know, that trailer they show for all of the other DC shit that's coming out this year, all the other movies. Show that and a few others. There's a Harry Potter trailer that I think was new. And then it's like, all right, here we fucking go. And then uh, says the Batman. And, and then the cast popped up and said like, hey, thanks for coming early to see the Batman. We are happy to have you as fans or whatever. So here's your here goes your showing. It starts right now. And then they cut from that. And then like the Regal thing came on. It was like, welcome to oh, Regal Theaters. <laughs> and it was like, here's your movie. And then the IMAX intro came on after that. And it has its countdown clock. And it's like, IMAX is the best way to see a movie. And it was like, seriously, a joking... It was like the movie Clue. It was so many <laughs> jokey little... It seemed like someone was playing a prank on all of us and they were never going to show the movie. There was a certain point where I was like, Are they, seriously, they're fucking kidding now, right? Like, holy shit. John Stamos shows up and he's like, hey, I hope you enjoy your movie. Yeah, no shit. Why is he here? <laughs> oh my gosh. It was it was a thing. The movie was, was amazing. I loved it. Can't wait to talk more about it. Getting to do the fan premiere was super sick. Uh, like my girlfriend was at a different showing in another town. And so it's, I don't know, I think it's kind of cool to know you're watching it at the same time as like everybody. It was super cool, but that trailer thing pissed me off. I thought, oh my God, I'm going to be late because there's no trailers. And I was almost done with my fucking popcorn by the time they started the movie, which was good because uh-huh. I didn't want to eat during Batman. But we'll talk more about that later. I guess just quit fucking me around with trailers and tell me when the movie's going to start so I can get there at the right time, movies. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it. Actually, one fun thing or one interesting, cool thing, the movie theater, uh, the Fridley, the Palms here, they, when you buy your ticket, tells you when like it starts and then what time you'll be out. Um, so I just checked because you said it was like a three-hour movie. It says 3 o'clock and 6.07 or whenever I should be out. So it's it's nice to give you kind of a, hey, you'll be done at this time. And you could kind of yeah. subtract the movie runtime off of it and show up late if you want to. Yeah, yeah, if you wanted to, yeah. My one more thing, I guess just kind of touching a little bit on our vacation. Vacation, all I ever wanted. Going out to Bend. Uh, again, Cody, thank you so much for being such a gracious host, becoming a soccer mom for a little bit, having <laughs> places for us to all sit and sleep and snacks and all sorts of stuff. But one thing that I thoroughly enjoy and it's just tough sometimes is when you get people together and you play games whether it's board games electronic games video games any sorts of that like I had such a fun time just laughing like that was the biggest thing is like obviously the game is kind of a distraction but it's the conversation it's the jokes it's the what the heck none of that makes sense but we're all laughing kind of shenanigans of it all so Mm -hmm. yeah Jackbox uh you know that was a that was definitely a fun time because again what was that people listening you're gonna have no clue but there was like we were playing this like t-shirt design game. oh yeah oh my gosh i kept the shirts i forgot that (laughs) yeah there was some t-shirt we designed and it was such a it made no sense but we all thought it was the funniest thing in the world so um (laughs) yeah shout out to jackbox if you haven't if you don't know what that is get on it because i'm pretty jazzed because i got a text about uh, a gathering this weekend and they mentioned jackbox and i said say no more Jackbox is those do they know that's good game design, really fucking good mm-hmm. game design because you guys and my friends in general are all really funny people. But I feel like everybody who 
plays Jackbox feels like their group of friends is funny uh, because mm-hmm. of just the way they design it. And, and it's super, super fun and getting to do games in general. We got some fun movie trivia. Blockbuster movie trivia was good too. Mm-hmm. Um, I found those shirts, by the way. One of them says Cody cries a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and the other is how, when you chew five gum was, was another yeah, shirt that, that, was, that we kept. That was a strange one. Man, it was a good weekend. It was good to just get into hang, shoot the shit and have some laughs. Always a fun time. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, add on top of that and uh, say that I finally got to go to the uh, last blockbuster, the star of the last blockbuster in Bend. The, I've been there three times now. This is the first time that I've gotten a chance to go. So happy that I got a chance to go there. Really cool to get back into a movie store again. We rented a few movies. The uh, School of Rock, which we watched. Uh, Joe Dirt, we watched that one. And then I, we didn't get to Fast Times at Ridgemont High. What was the other one? The jerk, the jerk was there. The jerk. Okay, we had a good selection. Got to actually rent some movies and take them home with us. And yeah, you bought the game there. Uh, the one thing that I, uh, you know, wish I would have gotten if it was just a little bit cheaper was a, a block blockbuster onesie. It's a ninety dollar onesie, and I'm like, I don't know if that's worth that for how little I'll probably wear it. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, it was just really cool being in there and seeing all the props and, you know, seeing all the, the old school blockbuster stuff. Like, even the sign outside is, like, worn. You know, it's like, it just looks old. It uh, looks like you're stepping inside, a, you know, something from the 90s, which is cool. So, no, I I, uh, I was happy to, to get to go there and just a really good time in Bend uh, in general. Bend is a, it's a lovely place to be able to bring people. There's lots of really cool stuff. Blockbuster, obviously among them did you guys get swag i can't remember you got some swag didn't you jared from blockbuster yeah yeah i uh i got a coffee cup um because again i am a coffee fiend and then also i guess i don't know if people want to like a peek into our world i put together like a 50 second kind of like highlight reel tiktok uh youtube video just kind of being like hey we went to uh blockbuster this is what we saw kind of and just you know it's just like two second clips of a bunch of different stuff yeah i did watch that it's pretty cool it, it captures it well there's also the lack block last blockbuster it was the documentary feature that came out a year or two ago um mm. but yeah your video jared made me feel like i was feeling like that good nostalgia i was like oh man i something about two second clips cut together of a place with voiceover it's a solid uh structure yeah. for video I think I even heard someone in there say like they were from Tennessee and like that's one of the things they wanted to come do. Like it seems like a lot of people from all over just kind of come see it. I don't know how many people are making the flight for that reason, but it's mm-hmm. one of those things you can't not do when you're in town. I always try right. to make sure not to forget because how many chances really, you know, and if you guys, I hope it's sooner than this, but if it's a year from now that you guys come out next, how likely is it that place is open another year? I don't fucking know. So uh, it's a can't miss if you ever find your your uh, your way to Central Oregon. Well, this might have been the most us one more thing we've had yet. <laughs> we had we played games in Bend. We got some movies at Blockbuster, and we talked about Batman. Maybe a little out of order, a little bit of mismatched <laughs> one more thing, but I think it makes sense. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. Well, that's gonna do it for this week's show. Uh, Want to remind folks to. Uh, head over to the JBuck Studios YouTube page. At Jared Buckendall. Make sure you subscribe there so you can catch our live entertainment outhouse. It's going to be on March 30th, Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Pacific. We're going to announce the winners of our Oscar game, which is available now. Hit the link in the description box or head out to our website, sociallyconstipatedpod.com. And complete your entry. We have yet to announce what our prize or prize pack 
will be, or prizes, or prize packs will be. So stay tuned in the next couple of weeks, and we'll get an announcement out about that. But the place to find out the winner, again, is going to be on that live show on March 30th, so don't miss it. We will, of course, be back to Socially Constipated every Tuesday this month as well. And we are hoping to get a, another uh, secret surprise fun drop uh, at some point this month as well. So make sure you get out to the website, check out the calendar, which we've just added out there. And if you're on the mailing list, hopefully you've gotten a newsletter by now too. So trying to make it easier to stay up to date and ahead of schedule with all things Socially Constipated as much as you'd like to see them. I want to thank you all for listening this week, especially our anchor wankers for helping the show out. But no matter who you are, we hope you enjoy the rest of your week and we're going to end things there. So for Jared Buckendall and Seth Ott, I've been Cody Michael. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.